Dear listeners, warm welcome from a new Stratcom Talks program. It's so great to be here once again with you today. Today, we have an interview with Dr. Ali Karam Ingach. Let's introduce him to you. He graduated from Marmar University, Faculty of Communication, Radio, Television, and Cinema. He has a doctorate degree from Faculty of Communication, Public Relations, and Publicity. He currently teaches at Marmara University. Hello, Mr. Ali. Welcome to our program. It is so nice to have you as our guest. Today, we are going to discuss digital media with you. Mr. Ali, we have been talking about digital media all the time, but I'm not sure if we really know the definition of it. Could you tell us what does the term of digital media mean? Thank you. When it comes to digital media, First of all, I must state that we are faced with a terminological problem. The problem is that two different terms are used for one type of media technology. These terms are the digital media and the new media. These two terms must be distinguished and even one of them must be refused and abandoned. To start with digital media. Digital can be defined as any data represented by a series of digits, while media refers to methods of broadcasting or communicating the information. Let's think together. Digital media refers to mediums of digitized information broadcast to us through a screen or a speaker. Therefore, digital media can be defined as information shared through a digital device or a screen. Yes, I understand. Essentially, it's an any form of media that relies on electronic device for its creation, distribution, view, and storage. Namely, digital media is the conversion and transmission of, of binary codes consisting of 1 and 0 which are sent to media into content such as video, audio, text, etc. Then what's new media? Are the digital media and the new media identical? Yes, they are. At least people mean same thing by these two terms. Actually, media can't be termed as new or old. For instance, while 20 years old car is an old car, 2 years old car can be qualified as a new car. But also, 1 year old car is a newer than 2 years old car. And a car which is not used is a brand new car. Interesting. Okay. Accordingly, when the current media technologies we termed as new improved, we will have to name it as a newer media. And then, media technologies improves further, we will have to name it newer media and then brand new media. However, just as we didn't term Newton's physics theory as old physics when Einstein relates his physics theory, we can't term media new or old media. Moreover, current media technologies we call new will be old 20 or 30 years later, but the title will remain as new media. Various universities all around the world have new media departments. Consider a student currently studying in the department of new media. 50 years later, this grad student will say, I'm graduated from new media. Probably grad students' grandsons will laugh at him or her because what she or he means by new media will not be new at that time. I think these examples can explain why we can't term media as new or old media. We can easily term media as analog media and the digital media. So it always changes because technology is continually developing. 
Well, we know that media has started with analog, but everything changed with the information era. What are the key differences between analog media and digital media? The working principle of these two types of media is completely different. In analog technology, data transfer is largely dependent on physical materials and signals, while digital technology works with numeric codes. The volume of old radios and televisions is adjusted up and down with the knob, and those of new ones are adjusted by increasing and decreasing the digits. Just like adjusting the sound in very small numerical intervals, the digital media converts everything and all kind of content into digital formats thanks to the representation of the real by numbers, and any content can be programmed and adjusted at any level. For instance, in the past, movies were shot on 16mm films. These films would deteriorate when in contact with any light, or copying would take a long time and motor couriers would carry movies from one cinema house to others to people in different locations can watch the movies. At the early days of cinema, I know. So are the photos. In digital media technology, the image falling on the camera's sensor turns into codes consisting of 1 and 0 and reflected on the screen as an image consisting of pixels and is recorded and on memory cards. All of these records are also consist of 1 and 0. Or we can think of digital satellite broadcasting. There is no longer an antenna to tune out when the wind blows. The 1s and zeros that come to your television appear as a perfect view. The ability to program and adjust the content by digitizing it down to the smallest part enables digital media to completely reconstruct, design and recreate the reality. Moreover, the capacity of digital media doesn't allow any contribution, creativity or initiative for the user and doesn't leave any room for personal interventions. That's the negative side of it. According to Professor Jenkins Anak, at this point, modularity and automations, which are two important features of digital media, appear. And other three important differences between analog and digital media determined by Rogers are interaction, demystification, and asynchronization. What we call interaction has entered our lives when digital media met the web 2.0. Web 2.0 has brought internet users to the position of content producer, while users had the ability of access and consume content only before. Thanks to web 2.0, they can both produce content and react to the content. These reactions appear in the form of comment, like, sharing, etc. on websites or information sharing networks. Yes. And demystification simply means eliminating the necessity of mass consumption of media content. For example, while the need to be in a movie theater with hundreds of people to watch a movie, now devices such as smartphones, tablets, computers, or smart TVs, and platforms such as YouTube, Netflix, Amazon have eliminated this requirement. This is exactly what demystification is. When, when we come to asynchronization, this means that the necessity of consuming media content in the time period it published is eliminated. Before digital media exists, we have to listen to radio or watch TV content when it broadcasts. In order to watch or listen it again, 
we will have to wait for it to be broadcast on the radio or TV again. Digital media has removed this barrier. Now, thanks to digital media, we can access and watch the contents published or broadcast three days or three years and even 30 years ago. In the other words, we don't have to synchronize ourselves with the media content. Yes, I think that is what I like most about it. I can watch my favorite show many times and anywhere. How can we distinguish the products in these two types of media? The modularity and automation features of digital media, which Cengiz Anik mentioned as the key difference between digital media and analog media, also includes the analysis of the character of digital media products. Crucial difference between analog media and digital media is evident here by creating association in the minds of audience readers or listeners of analog system. It was conducive to the imagination of people at a certain level. The connotations created by image, sounds, and writing were the performance of the audience, the readers, and listeners. Writing and printed works, especially literary works, musical notes expressing a certain story, and abstract poems created connotation in the mind, leading the reader to dream more, making them more creative, and creating shapes, maps, pictures, images with concepts, thus improving the, improving the mental activity of addressing. Very creative. Today, the virtual world is imagined and conceived by the digital system itself. Its digital media that creates and plays every piece, item, element that makes up these virtual worlds. Just as deceiving an innocent child with a candy apple, it offers some content creation based to entice people and grabs his hand and directly drags its consumer into the virtual environment. It creates a narcotic effect on every audience in the virtual world by following the pleasures of gaining experience, having fun, being distracted and being informed. This is exactly what we call the substitution of the minds of the audience by digital media. Virtual world. Sounds a little bit scary, isn't it? On the other hand, analog media, so mass media products are designed to create certain opinions and attitudes in the audience, readers or listeners, and to obtain the desired behavior from them. Research on analog media, especially in the United States of America, have been carried out for this purpose for a long time. It has been considered as a means of achieving commercial and political goals and is built on the axis of making an impact and getting the desired reaction. How can we get more votes? How can we sell more products? So generally, how can we get more benefits? Such questions have characterized the analog media products. In digital media, we see that it's aimed to pacify people mentally and in terms of action. Products are produced so that people are constantly engaged with digital media. Their mental performance is carried out by digital media and they are not involved in social life. In the other words, we can talk about a process that prevents people from carrying out mental performance, and then taking social action. We can say that the aim of creating a mass who can interpret their environment is clear. Mr. Ali, I would like to ask you that, besides its benefits, sometimes we hear negative effects of digital media. What is the most problematic aspects of digital media? There are so many problematic and beneficial sides of digital media. However, I think the most problematic side is the high-level imitation ability. First, 
It's a technology that can imitate the real world very well thanks to its modularity. While imitating all objects in the real world, especially people and even dead people, it can cause great problems for humanity. Currently, a technology called deepfake is mentioned all over the world. Deepfake is a technology focused on creating a digital copy of a person's recorded image and sounds and making him or her make the desired movements and say the words. When you see its samples, you feel that it can be even used for a start of war. That's dangerous, actually. I cannot imagine what they can do to harm people by using it. Worse still, digital media tries to imitate people's mental activities. It's planned that if these activities can be copied into a machine, a brand new human being, so a perfect cyber can be created. We are talking about the passion to create a mediatic human existence free from weaknesses. This is the most problematic aspects of digital media. Since this weakness is both a great blessing and a burden that cannot be compensated for every human being, it's aimed to maximize what is a blessing and eliminate what is a burden. It seems that some progress has been made in this regard with the hybrid media emission. Mr. Ali Karam, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a very interesting talk. We talked about digital media. We really enjoyed our interview. I learned so many new things. Thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to share my opinions and express myself. It was a pleasure to be here and talk to such people. I hope we can meet again. Thank you. Have a nice day. As always, thanks to you, our listeners. We will be happy to meet again at Stratcom Talks. Goodbye and have a wonderful day.